What's up, everybody? Welcome to Log On Games Weekly, your Valentine's Day episode. This is going to be uploaded on February 14th, Valentine's Day, just like we planned it. Um, so before we get going here, uh, Matthew is with me as always. He is X user 8 x on social medias, if you want to give him a follow. Um, and, and the PlayStations. We, and PlayStation, that's correct. Come play uh, games with us. Um, can. you can, oh, we also have a new co-host this episode for the first time since we started this. Shibby's no longer with, no, I'm just kidding. Shibby's still alive. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Marty, uh, is taking, taking the reins in this one. Um, and you can, uh, give out your Twitch URL so I don't butcher uh, how you say it. Sounds fantastic. What's up, everybody? My name is Martin Casals. I'm known in the professional wrestling world as Marty the Moth Martinez. Uh, you can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Marty the Moth Casals. There you go. And find all my stuff on martincasals.com. Real easy to find. Just go to my website. Nice. And uh, Yeah, so we get, we're excited to have you uh, as part of this podcast. And um, if this thing happens to grow... And we get haters. Now we have someone that we can just send after, which is really nice. Which is really nice. You're about to get a whole lot of haters if you're by me joining this. Just to let you guys know, you, there's been some death threats on my social medias before. So isn't, isn't you might that, get a whole bunch of fun. Isn't that part of the professional wrestling world, though, is you're going to get some of that? It's part of the fun. I, it's part of the fun of being a bad guy. <laughs> All right, yeah, so again, this is Log On Games Weekly. Uh, we, this is a podcast, basically all your gaming news that you can think about for either the week to come or the week past. Maybe something gets announced. Uh, maybe a big game's coming out. Maybe there's events happening. This is the podcast list to get all your weekly news. Uh, this podcast uploads every Friday to all platforms and as a video on Facebook. Um, and then, as well, Marty is going to have this go on his YouTube channel as well, so you can check him out, uh, all the social medias and all that. Um, and again, this is the second episode since we've partnered with OuchThatHurts.com. They are a mainly a music and video game website. Um, a lot of reviews on there. You get a bunch of first looks. Um, so maybe we can... Uh, we partnered up with them, so basically... We can get some maybe early access games or some games that maybe you guys don't know a lot about or you want us to play. We can possibly have access to some of these games so we can do some more podcasts, maybe some more shows. Um, or you can follow us on our social media pages. Um, just kind of see uh, maybe some early access kind of stuff, hopefully in the, in the, in the weeks and the months to come. Um, so go follow all them. You can go to ouchthathurts.com. They also have more podcasts on there. Um, so if there's a game that you're that we don't talk about or something that you really want to hear podcasts about, go over there and check them out and see if there's something for you over there. Um, again, you can follow us at Logon Games on Twitter, and it's facebook.com backslash Logon Games, where you can listen to us, send us a message, comment, any of that stuff. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can rate us five stars. helps out a lot. Anywhere else, just give it a share. You know the rigmarole. Um, so we're going to get right into our weekly news here. 
And a couple things I want to go over that aren't really uh, much to talk about, uh, or some we've talked about in the past, but Pokemon Home is out now on all platforms that it said it was going to be out on, so Switch and PC and, and uh, smartphones, I believe. So if you've been waiting uh, to get your Pokemon in and out of certain games or to store them for the next game, that is out and available now. Um, today, uh, Marvel's Avengers announced uh, the pre-order for that game. So you can pre-order that game now across all platforms. There's also there's massive $200 versions that have a freaking Captain America statue and Hulk life size things exactly all all the things that you would think marvel would do for a 200 dollars edition of their game um and then uh there's other editions as well so you can go check that out if you are a ps4 player which majority of us in this podcast maybe all of us are heck yeah um, heck yeah we get the beta first so i don't know i don't know if this is the only thing playstation people are going to get first or exclusively um i remember what there was i think it was the e3 conference last year or or maybe i don't remember last time they came up on stage and kind of talked about their game they ended with that playstation players like be ready because something's kind of coming your way um and i assume that meant spider-man since spider-man's like a exclusive playstation game right now but uh maybe that's still coming but basically if you pre-order any version of the game and you're on PS4, you will be able to get the beta first. Um, I assume they'll maybe do like a week or three days uh, ahead of everybody else. Um, but for any edition, you can pre-order it and you'll get beta access. And then some of these editions, you get uh, basically three days, 72 hours uh, early. You'll get the whole game 72 hours early. So if that's interesting... You can. They also put out a new trailer, so if you're interested in that, go check it out. Pre-orders are available. Also announced this week, The Division 2 came out uh, and or announced their New York DLC, big expansion. Um, so if you're a Divi- Division 2 player, you're excited about that. And also for anybody that hasn't played The Division 2 or is somewhat interested on every platform from Steam to anything on PC, Xbox, PlayStation 4, wherever Division 2 is playable, it is $2.99 for this week. Um, and it's, I don't think it's had a price drop. I'm pretty sure it's still... That's almost normally, $3. Yeah. I, it's still normally at $60, I think, if you just go to a store or whatever. So that is a significant price Man. drop. Three buckaroos. Um, yeah, I, like that. I did look at it. I, I have not gotten... I just had the standard edition from forever ago. I have not gotten the other stuff, but all the DLC is pretty significantly chopped off too. It's it's affordable. I did not know that. It is a um, like the season pass or whatever you're talking about. Is the season the year pass one and the is? and the other editions of the game. Uh, okay, um, I know for the the big New York DLC expansion kind of thing that they announced that. It's $30 for the expansion. Uh, $40, I think, gets you the Division 2 and all the Year 1 DLC. Um, so if you just want to hold out and you can pay $40, you can get all of it. Um, but at the same time, $3, $2.99. One cent away from being $3. That's pretty cheap for Division 2. Even if it's, even if you're a single-player person, that's $3 for a game like that. You can just kind of pop in, play it through, and be done with is is pretty incredible we played it at launch yeah. 
Um, so if you're if you're a single player on Valentine's Day, you know. Oh yes. <laughs> Which I will probably be. My girlfriend is a massage therapist, so she this is her busiest time of the year. So it's gonna be nuts. I'll be playing lots of video games as Valentine's. Nice. Yeah. The I'm looking at it right now on PlayStation the Division Two Gold Edition, which is the hundred dollar one. And the ultimate edition, which is 120, are 85 percent off, so 15 and 18 dollars. Wow. And the year one pass was normally 40 bucks, is 12 bucks, is 70 percent off. Okay, so the year one pass is 12 dollars. What did you say the other two were? The gold edition, which is 15 bucks, it's it's normally 100, and that has inside of it the year one uh, the base game year one pass. Three day early access to the game, which no longer applies. <laughs> uh, that looks to be it. And then the ultimate cool. edition, which is probably five days early. I'm just kidding. Um, year one pass. That's really funny. That, the elite agent that. pack with exotic rifle and battle worn secret service pack with outfits and stuff and first responder pack with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's really funny. Oh, and the, seven day early access to all year one episodes, which I'm pretty sure are all passed. Um, yeah, I think the third one like just came out like this week, I think. But uh, it's really funny that the year one pass is more expensive than the actual game. Oh, it is. Buy like ten dollars. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll take it. So I actually re-downloaded. Yeah, I re-downloaded the Division Two recently um, because I haven't played any of the year one pass stuff, and I guess I got the edition that came with it. So. Um, I'm just trying to get back into it and remember by how it, by how it plays and stuff. So by recently, you mean like two days ago? Yeah, like two days. Like I played maybe for like ten minutes two days ago, and then I played for maybe like an hour and a half last night, just trying to like remember how to play. But uh, so yeah, if you're interested and you get the game and you're on PlayStation, then I uh, will send me a message. I will only re-download it if somebody out there in the world from hearing this says, you know what? I would like to play with them. I'll, uh, I'll get it so I can play with them and then I'll re-download it. So it's up to you guys. If I don't have fun playing a new game, it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we get into, uh, some little meteor stories here. Um, as it is Valentine's day, uh, this past week, apex announced their, uh, Valentine's day, little, uh, event that they have going on where you can play duos mode. Um, it was, and I don't remember. I think it was supposed to come out Tuesday, and then for some reason they had an issue with it. It got pushed back a day, and, but it came out Wednesday. But if you're listening to this podcast, it is out right now. Um, so if you are like like me, and you have some friends that play and some friends that don't play, uh, you got two of you on there. You can go for it. Uh, unfortunately, it's not mm-hmm. ranked, and there's no um like you know, like, you know, like some like some multiplayer shooter games, you get something for playing the event or whatever and you can redeem those for something i don't think they're doing anything like that i think it's pretty much just there's duos mode and then maybe there's some valentine's day like themed correct but there there is i forget what it is they're giving you a couple little things as long as you log in during the week of the promo so so log in this week Correct. Gotcha. Even if you don't play duos, you get something. I forget what it is. It's like a, a skin or something for a gun. But I'm so glad duos is out again. Yeah, I like the idea. I just wish it they had a ranked duos. Yeah, I wish they had. 
I wish they had that in general. Like, I'm mm-hmm. kind of shocked. The game's mm-hmm. been out for a year now, and this is what season, technically the third season that they've done ranked, and it's still just 3v3, which is how the game is probably played yeah. best. But the fact that they don't they don't have a duos mode or maybe even a four player mode or even so, even oh, singles or I was something. About like to that. Say, it's kind of weird. Why not? Why not do a three your three player team like they always have, but then alternate between another ranked ver- mode of however maybe they do it for a whole season or maybe they split the season every I don't know month or two something like that have duos going as ranked and then all right that month and a half is over and do four fours as a ranked mode or whatever just always have the three player ranked mode going but then having those others i think you should do that it's kind of i would overwatch love is. that i'd be down it is overwatch is also incredible now was i misunderstood when i originally heard apex coming out i heard that the intent was it for it was to become crossplay. i believe was, so. did, yeah. you guys heard that yeah so um i guess about a year ago is kind of when the whole crossplay thing was kind of hot because PlayStation yeah. was about the only one that was like not playing along. Um, but then mm-hmm. you know, Fortnite and Rocket League and some of these other games, PlayStation let Minecraft. in. Minecraft. Yeah. For, for what I've gathered, and maybe we can uh, give a better explanation of things on the next podcast or something, but um, it's up to these like Xbox and uh, PlayStation and PC, it's, it's kind of up to them on if they want to have crossplay or not. From from my understanding, Apex is ready to go crossplay. They just haven't gotten the okays from everybody. So <sighs> can't we all just get along? And uh, <sighs> it, it's rumored that there's going to be Apex is coming to a new platform this year, which could also maybe they're just maybe everything's good they're just waiting for that maybe whether that's like a mobile version of the game or it's coming out on switch i don't know but surely that, it's if, switch yeah you if, would if think that, if it's true if that rumor is true and say it comes out on switch maybe they're just waiting waiting for that and be like it's out on switch and it's cross play you know or vita <laughs> that would be that'd be quite the surprise they would be in the news for that you're saying it's true um but yeah, um, or maybe they're waiting till the next consoles. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, it's been out for a year. And again, if you're uh, uh, got one friend only and only one friend that you can play with on Apex, Duos mode is available. And it's fun. I do. I do wish it was ranked or they had even some sort of incentive to play other than it's just you playing uh, for funsies. But uh, it is available, mm-hmm. and it is definitely a different game. But it's just two players because you see everybody drop out of the ship at the beginning instead of it being you know teams of three there's just like a million teams of two now and it's just like there's yeah. people everywhere yeah it's interesting because it spreads the whole map like there's more there's there's less places on the map that are untouched because there's more teams going out but when you run across a team it's not overwhelming like oh snap there's three people i'm done <clears throat> like so it's it's a cool cool uh twist it also messed you up, like, I don't remember if it was last night or two nights ago, we were playing. Me and you, I think, played duos for a little bit, and then someone else joined, mm-hmm. and we played ranked. And I remember seeing two people together and being like, oh, we're playing duos. Like, that's it. I'm going to go after them. It's only two people. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, no, we're playing ranked, and there's a there's definitely a third person. And it, it ruined my day. But happens. 
moving on here to another shooter. Um, earlier this week, um, actually, it might have been even last week. No, I think it was earlier this week. Um, we had some Halo news, uh, some Halo Infinite What's Halo? news. Exactly. Um, some Halo Infinite news from 343 came out. They did a little, I know they did a video about how they're getting each gun sounds and everything like that. Um, maybe it was like a little V-Dog thing. I don't know. Uh, I watched clips of it, but I don't know exactly um, where they released that video, but I'm sure you can find it. But basically, it came out that, uh, and I'm going to read a little bit of this from GameSpot. Um, this is by Eddie McCooch, who is uh, a cool guy. I actually know him a little bit. But anyways. Nice. Um, for Halo Infinite, the team at 343 Industries built more than a game. They've also developed a brand new engine. Uh, it's called Slip Space. Now, the studio has spoken a bit more of what the engine allows them to do, and it sounds like a lot. So if you read, this article is kind of uh, meaty, but basically um, I think they've been working on this game for quite a long time. Um, probably... Mm -hmm even a little bit before Halo 5 came out, which was fine. If you're a Halo fan in the Halo community, like uh, I think Halo 4 you thought was, you know, that was their 343's first attempt at doing Halo by themselves. And it was, it, it was good. And then Halo 5 came out and it was fine, which is less than good. Uh, and the <laughs> campaign, campaign kind of sucked. Um, but the multiplayer was, was, was fine. And so, but definitely not up to the Halo standards. So, um, I think they've been working on this for quite, quite a long time. Uh, definitely enough time to make a completely new engine, uh, specifically, uh, for next gen development. So I don't, I think not only did they make this engine, I'm pretty sure Microsoft was like, you're not only making this engine for Halo, probably more first party studios are going to use this engine. So, um, it's specifically built a, for the Series X and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of cool. What do you think about a reemergence of a Killzone game with that um, with that engine? Did, I don't did, think Killzone, I, I, I feel think like let them have it. I'm just saying that seems. I know it's it's a it's different companies and whatnot, but that seems like a, a game that that engine would that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. There's a quote. I just think by, this PlayStation needs to come out now. These new consoles need to come out now so we can play already. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, there's an engineer that works at 343, David Berger, and he said, um, when talking the name, about, man, I love it. Yeah, when talking about the engine, he said you have to make tools that allow you to make new features. Um, I don't, I'm I'm not a good reader. You have to make tools that allow you <sighs> to make new features that allow you to make features that weren't. Uh, thought about before you've got to give content creators room to I to ideate outside of that so basically saying we had to make something um that can help us make things that have never been thought of before which is interesting um and how that's going to be used in halo i don't know but uh very interesting to see uh i've seen a lot of articles of people talking about what they could do possibly in halo that like what basically what he's saying right there what that what does that mean um so there's some interesting articles if you just want to want to google this and uh and see exactly what new things halo can come up with and if it's going to work out but 
Yeah, I'm seeing here in the article there's a rumor of a grappling hook. That could be interesting in Halo play. Interesting. A, a grappling hook for Master Chief. <sighs> hey, sometimes you got to grapple. I think I'm in the minority when I say this, but to me, Halo is legitimately exclusively multiplayer. The only enjoyment I've ever gotten from a Halo game in the story mode was ODST. And that was because it was, I don't know, it just felt a little more fluid. Yeah, and we, was, we uh, actually, we played that a good bit. We played that, that a good, good bit. story mode. I think if you ask the majority of Halo people what their favorite campaign is, ODST is sure. near the top almost mm-hmm. every time. Ooh. Sure, and I enjoyed it, but I, th- I mean that's that's the difference to me from I really enjoyed playing ODST, and I really dislike the campaign on all of the other ones. I just don't. <sighs> it didn't feel. It's, it's not it didn't feel that, cohesive to me. It yeah. was just kind of like, okay, go kill these guys. Okay, cool, cutscene. All right, now go kill these guys. Cool, cutscene. There was not a whole lot of why am I doing what I'm doing. It's different. Back that makes in sense. the day, back in the day, I think what made the campaigns fun was the fact that uh, not only was Halo really good, but Xbox Live was brand new and just taking off, and like, sure. achievements and all that kind of stuff were brand new and taking off. And so it was like everybody was just like fiending to get all the achievements to this. And in order to do that, you had to basically play the Halo campaign, not only single-player, but multiplayer, on like the hardest difficulties and find all the skulls and beat levels with certain sure. skulls on and all that kind of stuff to get the achievements. So in mm-hmm. doing that with friends, I think, is what made the campaign so much fun for some people. Um, sure, and I should have enjoyed that because that, that's the kind of stuff that I like, but it just it didn't do it for me. I don't know why. I don't know. See, um, the, I didn't get to it later. Maybe that was Halo it. 1's what turned me on to the like right off the bat the campaign because I usually I never even got into like playing multiplayer until I started streaming, which was a year ago. So I was never able to play with people online. So that campaign of the original Halo just turned me on in all the right ways. <laughs> um, it, it like it, it like not like I haven't played a uh, first person shooter that I liked that much since Goldeneye on Nintendo 64. For sure. For sure. Yeah, we yeah, need that a makes perfect that game is what we need. Oh, Wait. yeah, they tried. They tried, and it was horrible. Did you guys play that at all? <laughs> I did not, because it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Remaster yeah. that sucker and stick it on the Switch. Come on, now. Deal. That is, that's that's just money waiting to be made. Um, I think the first three Halo campaigns, Halo 1, 2, and 3, are very good campaigns. And then 4 was, and, and 5 was just an atrocity not for halo but just for anything it was just like and but especially (laughs) for halo it was like everything that we have built if there is if you can get your head around the story everything that we have built we're just going to completely disregard that and make this campaign for halo 5 and it was it was awful Mm -hmm. it was hard to get Mm -hmm. through um but you know this is going to be a next-gen game and they've been working on this for a long time hopefully they're bringing out all the big guns and I hope nothing more but for Halo to be good again. I will say that. Yeah, uh, the problem is the problem is it's it, it's going to have to be like the best game of our generation to make me buy an Xbox. Like it's going to yeah. have to be that good. Um, we'll we'll see. And, th- and then there's uh, there's also the fact that this is going to be available on the previous like Xbox One X and your Xbox One and even your Xbox One that you got at launch. 
supposedly will still be able to play Halo Infinite. Maybe not in the best settings, but you'll be able to play it. So it's also that. Sure. Um, sure. So we'll go from one first party to another first party. Uh, came out this week. Uh, how much Sony paid to buy Insomniac Games? Uh, Insomniac Games has made basically like Ratchet and Clank games. Um, they made uh, exclusive for Xbox um, Sunset Overdrive. Uh, right at the, kind of the beginning of Xbox One's career there. Um, and then, yeah, they're they're best known for, like, Spyro, Ratchet, and Clank type games. But um, they were bought out by Sony, um, and then they made the Spider-Man PS4 game. And it came out that Sony had paid them $229 million, mainly in cash, for Insomniac Games in November of 2019. So, that makes me wonder. It is mainly in cash. Was it like cash and a few cars? <laughs> like what was the what was the what was the rest of it? Just because here's two hundred million two hundred million dollars in cash and then twenty nine million all in pennies just for you guys. Yeah. That's cash. That counts as cash. Six high fives. <laughs> I know, right? I'm just curious. I don't That's know. It is, it's a strange thing to say, but that is a whole bunch of money. <laughs> but that's also uh, especially with Xbox in the last couple of years, buying up all these first-party studios, that's a good get for them. And oh, Spider-Man sure. made a lot of money, and the next one's going to make even more money. So, uh, Did we I, come out, there's a Spider-Man sequel coming? Um, I assume, think? yeah. I, the way the, the first game ended, I don't know if they've said we are 100% working on Spider-Man 2. I know they've 100% said that they haven't said that. So um, everything points to there being a sequel. Um, I think they're just kind of playing their cards close. So when they the announce game, it, I still have not played. So it was a surprise. If you have not played Spider-Man, you're missing out on life. I know. I will. I will play. Here's the deal. I, I actually was talking to a friend about it the other day. I'll buy it because it's gone on sale multiple times. And I, I just right. haven't bought it yet. Um, but that I'm, I'm, I'm assuming... It's going to give you the Batman feel as far as combat and those kind of things. 100. Um, and those games are great, and I've played all of those games. That's not my kind of game. Like, the, the story and stuff, I, I love that. But the action fighting system, that's not normally my kind of fighting, my kind of game. But yeah. the Batman games are so good, you had to play them anyways. And I feel yeah. like spider Man's the same way. So it's not necessarily in my wheelhouse as far as mechanics go, but it's going to be so good, i got to play it anyways. Yeah, it's, oh, it's man, you of- can literally... You can literally just swing around in that game and have a grand old time just swinging around in, in New York City because it's it's gorgeous and it everything yeah. seems oh my gosh I'm really am swing, swinging in New York it's great yeah it looks fantastic so I will be I'll I'll be jumping on that soonish it is a lot of uh, button mashing but at the same time um, yeah. I I didn't play the Batman games I've watched them like really? I watched you play them sometimes and all that kind of stuff but. I'm not a Batman person. I'm just not a Batman person. I don't know what it is. But uh, you, re- you remember when we got our PlayStation 3, it came with Batman Arkham Asylum, I think. Pretty sure it was the first one. And uh, what was the other game? Uh, no, no, no. It was the game uh, where the guy pretends to be a superhero. Infamous. Oh, Infamous, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's a great game. But, uh, yes, it, I think it's similar to Batman where it's Which, like, you can just button mash and you can level up things to make your button mashing even more powerful. But there's also, depending on what suit you have and what uh, like mechanics you want to level up, 
you can you can be super stealthy. Uh, you can put, like put all your points to be super stealthy. You can put all your points to just like go in there and go crazy, or you can put all your points on like things like like the spider drone or whatever that goes around and does a bunch of stuff. So there is like options. It's not like you're forced to just jump down mm-hmm. and press X right. a bunch of times. Yeah, there's a lot of sneaking around. Like they're kind of it's very it very much reminded me of Batman, and those are my favorite games. I believe is but those Batman Arkham series. So there's a lot of sneaking, which I suck at sneaking, but I'm real good at my button mashing. See, I'm the other way. I, I'm bad at button mashing. I love I love stealthy games. Oh, so well, you can be yeah. super stealthy if you want to be in Spider Man. That's 100. percent And I will be because that's how I play things. <laughs> Alrighty, so these next two uh, news stories kind of uh run together um know if i said at the top of the episode but basically the topic of the week here coming up it's going to be a lot about xbox um and what their plans are for next gen but it came out yesterday at the time we're recording this i believe that jeff Keeley, who is um very large in the video game world he's the one that puts on the game awards every week or, or every year um, and he always has, in almost every event that happens, he's there doing something. Um, and in the, the last uh, forever at E3, he's done a show, whether it's the GameSpot show, whether it's his own show, or this Coliseum that he's done for the last couple of years. Um, but he announced that he is not going to be doing the show at E3. And I don't know if you can hear that, but my cat's food's just going off. Um, <laughs> very faintly. <laughs> well, well, it used to be louder, but the speaker is dying so it's it's like it's a voice recorded thing of my wife telling the cat to come in but the speaker's dying so she kind of sounds like an alien or a dying robot (laughs) which basically so it's it's your wife is there even though she's not there that's correct she's not here right now but she is here she's inside uh she's trapped inside the automatic cat food feeder but anyway she's watching you (laughs) see uh so yeah see he is not going to be doing this show at e3 anymore or at least this year which is you know sony this is the second year in a row they're not going to be at e3 um i was outside of e3 wasn't inside of e3 last year but for the people that were inside um they talked about how kind of empty it was and how you know it just didn't necessarily feel like e3 is supposed to feel like and a lot of that was because sony's not there um and now this is obviously not a developer but a big name in the video game world who is not going to be doing his show there that normally does. Um, so it's just another dec- decline in, in what E3 is going to be this year. However, mm-hmm. they did... Let me see if I can find this tweet. If one of you want to talk about E3 for a second, you can't while well I found this tweet. Well, I, I think the big... Uh, it looks like E3 is in trouble, and, and it may be. But I think that next year is really the year that you're gonna you're gonna know because if PlayStation's not there next year, that would that would be the nail in the coffin that you know they're not probably not coming back um, because it makes sense for them as we've talked about before on here it makes sense for them to not be there this year um, in just terms of they want to let Xbox do their thing, announce their stuff, and then come out and match their price or whatever and. Uh, or match their thing or whatever, make a, a video saying this is how we share games um, or whatever. Like, and, and it makes sense that PlayStation is going to do that sometime soon after E3 uh, to not lose that edge on price or whatever it is um, that Xbox announced. But next year, when everything's out, 
and it's just about games, it, it would be a big shot to E3 if if everybody doesn't show up. Yeah. So um, huge. E3. Yeah. Uh, I can't find the tweet, but I found an article. Um, they came out. The Electronics Expo people came out and confirmed. Xbox, Nintendo, Ubisoft, Bethesda, Sega, Capcom, Square Enix, Take-Two Interactive, Bankai Namco, and Warner Brothers games will all be at E3 this year. So Sweet. So Dreamcast 2, you think? Exactly. Dreamcast 2. This is time. No. Uh, but it is at least um, good to hear that the majority of these people aren't going to be dropping out as well um, and that they're going to be there. And so it'll at least be a big event uh, for another year. And we'll see how it goes. But good to hear that a lot of these people, obviously Xbox, I think we all knew it was going to be there because they have their own stadium right across the street from where they hold E3. Um, but it's nice to see that Nintendo is going to be there again. Bethesda is going to be there again, and I assume do their conference. Um, Square Enix is going to be there. I assume we'll do their conference again. So uh, so there is some good news. But it'll well, be interesting to see how much exclusive PS4, PS5 content, probably mostly PS5, is announced at E3 via, you know, Ubisoft or Bethesda or whatever. These other companies uh, with PS5 or Sony not being there to announce exclusives, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it says here, Keeley says, I just don't feel comfortable participating in E3 given what I know about the show as of today. That raises my curiosity of what has, is he seeing this time that he doesn't feel comfortable participating. Sure. True. When or he's been the, doing it for 20 plus years. Right. Yeah. Or are they just not sharing anything this year? Maybe. True. Yeah, maybe. Well, I, I mean, he was there last year. Maybe part of it is he knew by the end of last year that, like, it was maybe it wasn't worth his time almost to, to do it this year. Um, so maybe that has a part to play in it. He is kind of down last year. Um, and, and obviously, and also last year was kind of the limbo cause everyone knew that the next gen consoles were going to be announced soon and that they're coming <clears throat> like next year's E3 would be the one. That's what everybody said last year. And so there's a lot of nothing last year. It was cyberpunk and final fantasy seven, which we already knew about. And I was like, that was E3 2019. Um, so this year maybe he kind of sees, I don't know. Maybe he knows that Sony's waiting for all we know. The Sony's are not even going to announce a lot of stuff and that they're waiting till after E3. So most of the Sony stuff that will be announced won't be there. So I don't know. It's, it's very, it makes me curious, but you know what? If we can somehow get Jeff Keighley on the show, we'll ask him. If we just tweet at him every day until he comes on the show. (laughs) And you guys, all you people listening, if you can just tweet over at him every day. Um, you are, yeah. You're the secret weapon. Yeah, so talking about E3 a little bit, we'll go into our topic of the show. As um, We talked about a lot of PS5 stuff last week as they announced all their website and talked about how they're not ready to talk about the PS5, but they will be you know, here in the future. Um, a lot of Xbox oh, stuff correct. is... Come out that yes, that's come out this week again by Eddie over on GameSpot. Um, Xbox Series X, uh, it, it, Phil Spencer was on Gamertag Radio podcast talking about 
how Microsoft is going to launch bold strategies to promote the Xbox Series X as it attempts to win back market share from PlayStation. Which is really funny, um, considering, I think it was a week and a half ago, he said that PlayStation and Nintendo aren't necessarily their competitors because he wants to compete with you know Amazon and Apple who are getting games to billions of people across the world or whatever, but... I digress. I think he, he knows what he's talking about. I think about. that was a dumb statement, in yeah. my personal opinion. If that's, um, what they, if that's what they believe, I think mm-hmm. they are uh, quite wrong. I think that's why they're doing the xCloud stuff, but I think he knows yeah. when it comes to Xbox, it's, it's Xbox, PlayStation. But basically, he said, mm-hmm. we made the decision. Uh, the decision was actually really pushed forward by one of our marketing leads, um, and she just stood up in a room and said, we should, we should go do something bold, something mm-hmm. we've never done before. Um, about the Xbox Star Series X reveal. <laughs> uh, he said, let's face it, we're not in the market position we wanted to be last last generation. I don't think we're going to get to get to disrupt and grow our business just doing what we've always done. Let's try and do new things, he added. Uh, and when she first brought up the idea to me, honestly, I wasn't the biggest fan. I was like, well, there's going to be a lot of other games there. Um, but basically, yeah, you can go on and read this article. It's, it's a pretty big article. Um, where he talks, he doesn't give any specifics. He just talks about they're trying to do something bold. And this is one more paragraph that he says. He's like, I like trying something bold. I'm really happy with the way it played out and the response from the fans, he said, uh, of the Xbox Series X reveal during the Game Awards. But every decision we make between now and launch, we're trying to think about things in a different way. Some of them will get right, some of them we won't. But we're definitely not going to be meek. We're we're going to be bold in what we're trying to do. And so, very interesting. Um, it's it's weird how PlayStation's ready to just do more of the same because they destroyed this generation. And there's really, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of attitude. Um, mm-hmm. And Xbox being the exact opposite way. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what plays out. I think, uh, my personal opinion, we'll, we'll, we won't know until the end of all this. I think I think PlayStation has the correct way of thinking about it, and I don't necessarily think that uh, that Microsoft is, hey, let's try something new because that's where things are going. I think it's more so we that they know that that they're is fighting an uphill battle because of this of this generation of of consoles and. Because I I think uh was it was the numbers that that um did Nintendo just pass uh yeah Xbox just, and, and systems sold yeah which is oh, wow, really sanity yeah. Yep. yeah and way way less time and so um and that obviously that means that Nintendo is uh, doing just fine selling consoles and all they did was just let you play your games anywhere you want which is an awesome thing to do but that's not reinventing the wheel as far as a whole brand new this is something we've never thought of before the you know the cloud or whatever and so I, if you make games that are fun people are going to buy your console and play it and that's nintendo strategy and that's 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 it you can make it games are good people are going to buy it the end and um I, and that's where xbox has really struggled is getting uh games that aren't um that aren't already going to be on all the other platforms 
And so it doesn't really matter if the game looks 10% better on your platform. If two times as many people uh, have the other platforms than have yours, you're not going to make as much money off of it. And so I just think, I don't know, it just makes sense to me that you would want to just say, okay, fans, what do you want? Which it seems like what PlayStation did between the three and the four. Yeah. Do you think that Microsoft has to deal with any sort of... Uh, do you think it's affected by most games that are Xbox exclusive? You can also get on PC too. So when, why would I buy the Xbox when I could just have a PC that I could play all my Microsoft games on? I don't um, think so because there's a higher percentage that is that way with Xbox for sure because of Microsoft. But still, an extremely high percentage of games that are on PlayStation other than their exclusives. You can also go play on PC and they don't have any issues with selling stuff. So, um, I'm sure that affects them somewhat, but not to the extent of the difference in, in, uh, in consoles. So sold like it, I don't know. There's, there's another issue there. And I think the issue was that, um, Microsoft killed it last console last generation and, uh, um, thought that they could, all right, cool. Let's just charge a little bit more money and, and see if we can make a little bit more money off of this next console and PlayStation just fixed their issue, which was our console is better than yours. We just don't have Xbox life. And so they said, okay, well, we can fix that part. Like that's doable for us. And that was all they needed to do. I think it's, I really do think it's just purely about games. If you have enough good games on the Xbox that are only on the Xbox, people are going to buy the Xbox. Yeah, I've had if, this, if they came uh, out, I just say if they came out with a halo, that was incredible. And, uh, you know, a few other, I don't know, a few other, their first party, I can't even remember what their first party games are because it's been so long. Um, but if they just came out with a couple games that were just incredible, that were household names, people would buy it. If they came out with a Halo that was incredible, people would buy that. I would probably buy an Xbox if their Halo game was amazing. Yeah. I've had this argument with a cousin of ours, or, or a similar argument, I'll say, with a cousin of mm-hmm. ours, um, who... I guess in this last year, kind of switched over to 100% PC. But I think right. there's there's definitely a small percentage of people that are not going to buy an Xbox because they know they can just play it on PC. Um, That's me. But, yeah, but those are also people that already have PCs. So the difference between console players and PC players are console players just want to be able to buy, to go to Walmart or Best Buy or wherever, Buy this box, come home, plug it in, and be ready to go. And not and be or ready let's to go be for, honest. for years. Or let's be honest. Just say, hey, mom, I want an Xbox for Christmas. Exactly. And they come home, they <laughs> like, plug I don't, it in. I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't. Yeah. But, there, you know, it's nothing, just it is what it is. Like we talked about before the podcast, which these people didn't hear, but there's no extra graphic. Like, you don't have to upgrade it in any way. You just come home, you plug it in. Like, if you have, like, Matthew has, still has the, his day one PS4 that he got, and he's played everything that everybody else has played, whether they had a PS4 Pro or not. Um, so, it's that's struggling. That's, yeah, that's, but that's console people. Like, we just want to plug it in, we want to play, we want to be, and we want it to work. Uh, PC people are PC people, and they're not going to buy an Xbox, but the money is made on the games. So, because yep. more than likely, Sony and, and, Xbox both are going to be taking at least a little bit of a hit at launch um, on their consoles. But if Halo sells out, out the butthole and it's a great game, then they're going to more than make up for that. So, mm-hmm. um, 
But it'll be interesting to see what he's talking about when he says bold moves uh, about how to market this thing. So, and we also don't know what Sony's going to do marketing it. But the question is, does that sound desperate? Because it might. Maybe. Well, well, maybe. We'll see here in the in the coming months uh, exactly what's going to roll out. Every week we're getting new info on everything, so make sure to stay tuned to our podcast here. Um, but we're going to kind of roll this to the end. We want to thank everybody for listening to this. Again, we upload a new episode of Log On Games Weekly every Friday. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts if that's what you're listening on. Give us five stars. It helps us out a bunch uh, to be put up in kind of the featured sections or to get our podcast above other similar podcasts. Um, on anything else you can share, you can follow us at Log On Games. Um, send add us a us message. Yeah, add us on PlayStation. Send us uh, a message if you have any questions on Facebook or tweet at us anything you want us to talk about on the show, and we will get to that. Um, and yeah, if that's going to be it, we will yeah, see I, you all. I don't know. Also, uh, we mentioned it before last time. I'd like to uh, maybe run some more of those Battle Royale podcasts that we did, which is just uh, same, same, same people, but. Not part of our weekly routine, just some one-offs. Like, I know people, my favorite one that we did show. last time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of, it's not going to come out on Friday. It'd just be like a midweek thing, just every now and again. And my favorite one we did last time was our top 10 favorite games of all time. Just if y'all have any things like that you'd like to hear us talk about, or just talk about what we think, you know, PS5 versus Xbox, uh, SSX, or whatever they are that's coming out. Um, let us know. We'll talk about it. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us. We will see you all next Friday. Oh, let's break it.